Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 114th. I never actually spelt out the number aspect, so it would just say 114, but hashtag 114. Uh, before we start today's episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, follow, uh, put the notification bell, follow on any of your podcasting apps, whatever the fuck you listen to. We're uh, growing. We went from flaccid to, you know, just like a little getter upper. Like, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh my god, it still works. It's like, ah, this podcast, you know, and puts a little jolt up the booty hole once in a while. Damn it, Clint. I was trying to not curse. I don't know if it counts as cursing. I'm trying to see if the YouTube algorithm, I'm trying to see if cursing is actually a real thing. I'll see if I'll make it through the pod. I do cuss too much anyways. But anyways... Uh, yeah, like, comment, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, um, recording this on February 20th, recording this, yep, February 20th at 2.59 a.m., could have just said three, but there we are. Um, so the title of today's episode is Khakis. Oh, sorry. Damn it, I already fucked up. This is why I had to write it down, because I knew I'd forget this amazing talk I came up with, which you probably already read. Khaki pants make the baddies dance. Um, now, what inspired what I want to talk about in today's episode? Well, it's kind of very little to actually do with the title, because technically he does not wear khaki pants doing... The most memorable dance in cinema history. I randomly, you know, sometimes your algorithm, as I was speaking about earlier, randomly pops up videos in your algorithm that is just like, it's either nostalgia or something. And the good old Napoleon Dynamite dance. Yes. The dance came. Nah, no pun intended. And I was thinking... As I'm watching this work of art dance, which, fun fact, did you know the guy who plays in the point, Donovan John Heater, is a devout Mormon? Like, hardcore. Like, has not, I don't know if he's married now or whatever, but, like, legitimately about it. Uh, he's about that life, literally. Uh, which, by the way, I was Napoleon one year for Halloween and went through a top phase. And I don't mean teeter tot, and I don't mean. Tit for tot. Well, that's one benefit of being a little two-year-old tot is tits are still part of the equation. It's the only time where incest, technically, well, it's not incest, but you know, it's a, uh, it's a uh, keeping it in the family. But of course, it's for lactate. I guess I don't really know. Anyways, plowing through. Um, <laughs> but yeah. It got me to thinking. It got me to thinking. There was there's no specific incident I'm gonna really refer to, I guess, unless I think of one. But you know, I'm a man who's been on. I'm not gonna say I'm a uh, regular on the quote unquote dance floor, at least not in quite some time. But I have dabbled. I've experimented, kind of like when someone says. 
oh yeah, well, you know, sometimes I experiment with drugs, and you're like, oh, let me guess. So you've done LSD a couple times, you probably hit a couple hits from the vape pen, you know. And they're like, well, yeah, I went through a three-year binge with heroin and uh, meth and, you know, Oxycontin in my system. Man, I'm feeling kind of strange. Um, and it's like, yeah, that's not... An experiment is supposed to be when you're kind of in control of it. It's a controlled environment. That's kind of what experiments are. Not when you actually become the experiment. But um, that's probably what it looks like when I'm on the dance floor. It looks like, is are they doing some experiment? <laughs> the khaki pant experiment? And I've noticed. I noticed a common thing. Every time... I was on a quote-unquote dance floor or a situation where there was a lot of people dancing. Because the dance floor isn't specifically like if you go to a, uh, there used to be this place called Cow, I think it's like Cowboys, it's basically like a western, but it's not really western, it's just basically where, you know, drug kids go and, you know, get finger played and by the bull riding. Uh, it's about Bull Durham, because damn. She was a deterrum. Oh, Jesus. That was terrible. Um, but yeah. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, you know, a dance floor isn't just when it's uh, one step, two step, and they play the cha-cha slide. Like, it's not like when you go to a skating ring and they have everyone do a dance. It's not when it's just a school dance floor. It's not just when you call it and they design it for a dance. A dance floor is wherever a lot of people decide... Let's just do what people are made to do. And that is feel the rhythm of love, right? But my thing is, me, like a side thing, is music to me, I don't think music makes you want to dance. I don't. Um, I think music at most Makes you want to nod your head a lot, right? Like, if you're listening to it, really. It may make you feel emotional. It may make you want to cry. It may make you want to laugh at something funny. It may make you be like, oh, damn, that made, they gave me chill bumps. But nothing makes you want to... If you're driving in your car, right? There's time and place for everything. I hate to be that guy. You're driving in your car. And, you know, Mary J. Blige in her prime is... Baby, can't leave without you, baby. And then you just, you know, went through some really tough breakup. But some guy you live with three years and you find out um, he likes guys named Reggie. But you can't breathe without you, baby. And then she does, ah, I can't sing today. Not that I can sing any day, but I really can't today. So just take my word for it. You don't just stop the car and get out. And you just start fucking like... You would at a Mary J. Blige concert, I'm assuming, start, yeah. Everyone put your hands up and candle and your lighters out. Like, that's not how this works. You know, you don't start mosh pitting in a Walmart because, you know, you put on one of those, like, in the electronic section or Best Buy, and you put on one of those, like, headphone things, and one of the predetermined songs is, like, a death metal song or, like, a war song, you know, you're not you're not just gonna go running around like Bowser in a bowling ball and just start running into crap, you know. Nah, you're gonna be like, you're just gonna bop your head and realize if I was at a concert, I'm gonna visualize what I do. 
I don't believe music just makes you want to dance. I feel like it's something that when you see other people dance, some of you just like dancing. And I don't think music, quote unquote, really makes you want to dance. I just feel like it's one of those socially, it's just one of those social things we do to make, listen. Cause you, could you imagine if you were in a group with a hundred people just listening to a song and everyone just sat there, didn't talk or nothing. You just stared at each other. It's like, no, like I, th- I believe dancing, ironically, because now dancing is something that you do. It's not something that antisocial people or people that have severe anxiety. They're not like, let me go dance with 80 strangers that I know nothing about and know nothing what's going to happen. That scares the living hell out of people. But I'm pretty sure the person that created it, whoever created the first dance move, it was to actually make an awkward situation less awkward by instead of having those awkward moments with strangers you just start bopping and you just start yeah because maybe they didn't know how to verbally communicate right whenever dance was created i don't know in the 1800s and emily dickinson's out attic um but back to the theme of the show I've noticed in every one of the situations where I am in this environment, we would call the dance floor. I've always chosen to wear khaki pants. Now, what would go through the process of a man wearing khaki pants? Choosing to wear khaki pants on the floor. You know, before they get dropped to the floor, you know. Um... And then I'm wearing khaki underwear. <laughs> what a fucking, what a douche I would be if I was wearing khaki underwear. Um, probably tacky, but not khaki. Um, but I, feel, I really feel like, let's break down khaki pants versus jeans. Khaki pants are much more forgiving and they fit better to the men's body, right? Now, Jeans are not very reliable, believe it or not. They're dur- here's a they are durable, right? They're the ones that you want to go through the winters with. They're the ones that, you know, you trust the spare tire on your jeans. The khaki pants, meh. There's no spare tire option. It's like, look, once one tire goes flat, it's all gone. You just got to basically get a whole new set. You you actually, you just have to get a new car. Yeah, once one tire goes on this, it, it screws up everything. With jeans, it's like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You can sew things together. Khaki pants, if it's raining outside, you are completely fucked. Jeans, you're fine. It's like, ah, this is what they're made for. Durable. And a Coors Light in the pocket. But khaki pants. Look, I have a couple go-to moves, you know. Uh, I like the good old side to side, you know. I, I I like I don't like to self-brag, but I got a little flexibility. In I got a little flexibility in the uh, inner quads, you know. I I got real decent shiftiness. Like I I got that Drake movement in one dance, ironically. I got one dance move, and that's kind of like the shiftiness of 
moving your hips side to side, it probably makes you question my sexuality, and I don't blame you, but hey, sexuality isn't questioned by the one judgment that matters, God, (laughs) Um, (laughs) because God, he blesses the khaki pant boy, Um, God's just looking down the dance floor, he's like, khaki pant, yeah, sorry uh, Candace Owens and... Uh, who was she interviewing? Eric Trump Jr. Isn't it fun? Where he's like, you know, if if God, you know, I'm sure if God were just to come down here, he'd be so ashamed of the political parties. He'd be so ashamed of the Democrats. And I would just ask God, oh, what do we do? And he, it's like, you know, God actually would probably be very against the fact that there's a political party in the way that it has become. I'm pretty sure God's least of his worries is about your sacred party. He's like, I wrote the most sacred text of all time. And you think I'm worried about whether you guys want to make pro-life? Well, he's like, I want to hit a little close to home. Like, you really think that I'm sitting here wondering what the lefty woke Democrats are doing and the conservative or like, nah, God, God's like, I got bigger fish to fry. And they'll use the term, they'll use the saying, you fish for, you teach man to fish, eat for a lifetime. Teaching the fish for, you catch him a fish for a day, and um, he's in a homeless encampment. Or apparently they have like volleyball games, and it's actually a pretty decent living. So, I don't know, being homeless has its benefits like this. But, khakis. Khakis, uh, khakis are very durable. They're very forgiving. They don't rip. I've had, you know how many pairs of jeans I've gone through that ripped? Some so durable, they sure like the rip under my sack a lot. My khaki pants have never ripped on me. They never have. And I've done a lot more bending and swiffing in khaki pants. They have rewarded me with Showing what the boy can do. I'm not saying I'm an A plus or even a B plus. I'm probably closer to a C minus. Because as you would expect. I'm not exactly the most rhythm type of dude. Hence the title of this podcast. Off and Beat. If you ever listened to me rap back in the day. It's not exactly uh, it's not exactly water gel. It's like the type of gel a nine-year-old would put in their hair when they're just like, ah, look at me. I'm buzz. Um, look like the home, look like Home Alone, the kid who played like Home Alone three or four. Whenever the first one without the actual Kevin in it, and they're just like, hey, you know what? Let's just keep having eight-year-old kids being completely neglected for the holidays by their families. But yeah, that makes sense. You know, also with the Home Alone stuff, like, they never thought, like, hey, how about we just go back home? Like, one of the parents be like, hey, we made a serious fuck up here. How about one of us just go home and see and be with our son for the holidays? How about that? I don't want to hear about, oh, well, the air traffic delay and all this stuff. There was weather and all. You know what? You find a way, you found a way. You drive. Something. 
But the fact that happens over and over again, and multiple times to the same family, like, where's child services? <laughs> Whatever. I get it. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. Whatever. Um, but yeah. Uh, but khaki pants make the baddies dance. And I attest to that. Because let me tell you, man. I don't have I don't have a lot of go-to moves. I would barely even call my moves moves. But man, they move the needle. Most importantly, they uh move the needle of the thermostat cuz boy, it gets hot in there. Cuz for some reason I like to wear an extra long john thing under my khaki pants, you know, just to keep the heat intact. And one one negative about khaki pants also is that if uh, they start, as the kids would say, busting it open on your crotch, you know, um, typical as a man, certain reactions are going to happen that out of your hand, even if your hand is in some type of glove compartment back there. Uh it's going to be very hard to hide the revelation. But jeans may work in your favor. But, you know, it's probably... Wearing jeans is like wearing like one of those very thick... You basically might as well be wearing like actual doctor glove with the powder in it. Because, you know, it's whatever. I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, khaki pants. Khaki pants make the baddies dance. Trying to stick with the, I keep repeating that to remind myself to stick with the theme. Um, it, it's just, I, I, I'm sure that I, if they were to do a study on it, and maybe they have. I didn't do research on this. Shocker. And if they did do a study on this, I'd be like, I think you have better things to be doing with your time, professional researchers. It's like, I doubt you went to school to see the attraction of khaki pants to the woman's eye. But I really do think there's something to it. Because there has been this public shitting, meme-driven about white guys in khaki pants. Every basic white dude with khaki pants. It's like, well, you know what? Obviously, there's something working. And you know what? I actually think the khaki pants, based off the stereotype of a white man in khaki pants... I believe when I start uh, giving you that one-two punch down there, it's uh, it's like, ooh, it catches the eye. It's an element of surprise, even though there really shouldn't be a surprise because there's not many guys who wear khaki pants that can't bust it open. I don't even know if busting it open is the right term for dancing because I feel like it actually probably means something else. But um, I'm just going to take for word you know what I mean. But khaki pants have a high hit rate for me. In terms of having a good time. Uh, khaki, khaki, khaki. Jack, sound like I was saying Jackie like that. Song. Jackie! Uh, lock eyes from across the room. Down my drinks as a rhythm boom. And I jizzed in my khakis. Um, but yeah. I think khaki pants 
is one of the most underrated women. You know what? Fuck your pickup lines. Honestly, if you were trying so hard to get the ladies, let me help you out. Go to JCPenney, get some Arizona khakis, it will work. I don't care what you're doing. You could be at the food court, you could be getting out of your car, going to the bank for, you know, a visit you gotta go do. <laughs> There's something about a man in khakis. And if you're wearing a plaid flannel, there's something about it. It just makes a woman go wild. No cologne, just deodorant. Don't want to try too hard. You know, the khakis are overwhelming either. You know, you don't want to make them faint. Um, <laughs> um, and you know what? If you want to leave a couple buttons down, if you got a little chest hair, let them have it. As long as you're considerate. But. It works. Khaki pants. Is a cheat code. So before you start. Going over the top. With your alpha alpha alphas out there. Um, with all these alphas out there. Telling you you need to act like this. Act like that. Make it easier on yourself. I believe like 70 to 80% of your woman problems. In terms of first impressions and everything, having a good time, being loose. Nothing goes wrong when you wear khaki pants. Because when a woman sees a man in his nicely fit khaki pants, because remember, khaki pants are very uh, forgiving to your fitting size. They grow with you, they shrink with you, and unlike jeans, they won't start sagging on you. You don't need a belt. And belts are really, eh, they're overrated. You don't want to be a guy with a tucked in shirt and khaki. Now, here's the thing. Jeans, you could tuck it. You could tuck your nicely buttoned up shirt. And there's a way. One thing with khakis where it limits your style is you can't tuck in things in khakis. And if you think you can, think of a situation where you've seen a guy have a shirt tucked into his khakis. With or without a belt. Yeah, didn't think so. Um, well, at least not where, you know, it resulted in something. He's like, thank God I wore this today. Whew. I don't know what it is. It's, it's one of those unexplainable attractions. There's something about a man in khakis. There's something about it. And I'm just tired of the shitting. I know, I know us white men... And I know white men don't want to wear khakis, but we get the basic label, right? White dudes, all white dudes look like this, and then they expect every white guys that look like this are the ones that call themselves high value, nine and a half out of ten in society. And it's like, look, if you just want to say all white men look the same, all I'm going to say is, imagine if you said that about any other race, how that would sound. One, it would sound ignorant, it would sound dumb, and two, it sounds actually very, very racist. Well, I don't know if racist is technically the right term. It sounds very prejudiced. I don't know if that's the right term either. You get what I'm saying. Uh, but what's universal across all that brings everyone together, and this works with girls of all races, all body types, 
all of the lovely ladies out there. Khaki it up. And if she shames you for wearing khakis, if she ever shits on your wardrobe and it involves khaki pants, I think as Bill Ungval would say, there's your sign. That uh, She was trouble when she walked in. And I knew it. That's a sign, like, there's some things, like, there's some turning point in relationships. There's some, there's some moments that just hit you, like, a ton of bricks. And if someone you find an endearment shits on your wardrobe with khaki pants, and they feel good, and you feel great in it, and they look good, you know they're fresh out of the dryer... Minimal creases. I think it's fair to say. Is it time to leave her? Is it break up? I don't care if you've been married for 18 years. If she's changed her mind on that, what else has she changed her mind on? It starts with the khaki pants. Next thing you know, she's changing her mind on... Hey, so that dog... uh. Yeah, while you at work, I just shot him in the face just because he was barking up the wrong tree. And you don't shake my tree anymore. You don't make a shake at all. Because how we met was me dry humping on your khaki pants. And the khakis, when I look at them on you, they just don't do it for me anymore. That's a her problem. That's not a you problem. Okay, yes, people change, stuff changes, but that's one of those things that shouldn't change. It should just be like, hey, you know what? It should be like if you meet someone at a concert where you both like the music and that was the origin of how you met. And you find out 12 years in, it's like, actually, I I absolutely hate Def Leppard. You can't trust that bitch. You just can't. And if you met the night that she was dry humping on your khaki pants, what do you have? All we have is to hold on to the past. All we have is these moments that make our relationship unique. And if you turn out to hate one of the things that quote-unquote made us fall in love, that was the genesis, the origin of everything. Imagine if God was like the origin of evolution. Eh, I actually, I didn't like how it started. And I know we're a little too far into the game now, but hey, you know, can we change some things? Like, no, you can't. You can't change evolution. You can't change the origin some bad shit happened in the past. Yes, was the process perfect? By no means. No. But you appreciate the first day, the moment. Because if you didn't meet them in that moment, if you weren't at the right place at the right time, then what? And if you weren't wearing khaki pants at night, is she busting it open on you? Highly unlikely. That's what the numbers say. 
Not that I have the numbers in front of me, but in my numbers, in my misinformation of my brain. Khaki pants make the baddies dance. And, uh, yeah, dance, dance, revolution, right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, I can't dance. Like, here, here's my thing about dancing, right? Here's where we're actually going to start getting into, like, dancing, right? Dance, dance. This, I'm falling about a half time. Damn. I'm really falling out of this pod, boy. Uh, hold on, let me let me drink. Let me take a couple sips before I get going. Oh uh, yeah, it's a good old habit of drinking coffee at three in the fucking morning. Nothing could ever go wrong here, right? Uh, but yeah, look, dancing is one of the most. It's one of the most thing, I, and I'll be the first to. I do not follow instructions. I don't remember lyrics well. I don't remember things at all. That's why you can tell by this pod. I I, I start with something and the rest take care of itself. That's kind of how I go with about most things. You just start something and typically something good will come out of it, right? Like typically my podcast, it takes a little bit of momentum. You just got to stick for a little bit and then I start getting into it. And I just can't do dance moves. You don't think I've seen the cha-cha slide since the first grade? You don't think we've seen the videos? You don't think they try to do it in gym class every two weeks as part of physical education back when they actually used to make you be physical in your education? Like, I have 20 plus years of cha-cha slide experience. You know, like the 10,000 hour rule to become experts? Just by being an American, you at least have accumulated 2,000 hours to the cha-cha slide. Like, we are all pretty damn close to experts. Even though 2,000 is pretty far away from 10,000. But 2,000 hours, if it takes you 2,000 hours to learn and you still can't do the thing that took 2,000 hours to learn, it's not happening. So, if you put 2,000 hours, like, there's a, if you do 10,000 hours, you will be the best and you will be expert at it. It's like, yeah, but can you at least give me an update at 2,000? Am I wasting my time? And I realized that about, like, 500 hours, like, eh, it's not happening, bro. Like, the dude literally tells you one, one, what does he say, one back step? (laughs) See, my point exactly. Right, right foot, let's go. Boom. Left foot, let's go. Mm-hmm. Crisscross. Wait, is that the one-two step? Yeah, I'm talking about the cha-cha Is it the electric slide? I don't even know the dances. Jesus, this just shows you how much of an idiot I am. Um, but I can't, I can't dance to formal things. The day, the day that I dread is my wedding day. Not for every, not for the reasons every other man dreads. Like, ah, uh, crap. Now I have to sleep with one. You don't have to, but you know you gotta say crap. I gotta sleep with one woman the rest of my life, and ninety percent of us don't do that. But you know, oh, I have to sleep with one woman the rest of my life. Like, oh crap, is this real? Like, you start wondering, like, holy crap, my life changes. Holy crap, what now? Holy crap, this wedding was a lot of money. Holy crap, whoo, it's scary stuff. 
You know what I'm worried about getting cold feet on? Doing the slow dance with my wife. I wasn't afraid to say, I wasn't afraid to propose. I wasn't afraid to say I do, or, well, yeah, say I do. I wasn't afraid to drop 15K on the wedding. I wasn't afraid to say this in front of 200 strangers. And if this thing ends egregiously, her 250-pound Arnold Schwarzenegger-looking dad is going to choke me to death when he already looks at me as a bitch because he's like, my daughter deserves better. And I'm like, I agree. That's why I dragged her down and got her pregnant. So she's trapped now. Um, <laughs> That's a pretty fucked up way of looking at it. But honestly, there's probably a lot of truth to that with a lot of people. Um, but yeah. But like, It seems like no father or mother-in-law is ever happy with who their kid marries. That's why there's all these like horror stories with mother-in-laws. I've never understood it. It's like I don't understand how you would just flat out hate someone your child decided to marry because if you're because if you quote unquote are so like I raised my child so right it's like well if you did and you felt like you made their decision making so great then maybe you just hate the decision making that you instilled in your child but whatever um be like she's no good it's like you're not either um I just don't, I think a lot of that's changed though, I think that's more like the old school mother-in-law, like I gotta be a bitch to to the woman my son voluntarily proposed to and, and took years and years of being with her, and like, I, you know, all this stuff's like always weird to me, like I've never understood the mother-in-law dynamic, like it's just this instill thing that we gotta be a pain in the asses, father-in-laws are just like, just I'm father in laws just like I'm gonna send the car. You guys go in the mall for four hours and just leave me the fuck alone. Let me look at my stocks. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm like what? It's like Jesus, retirement was a mistake. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, I'm not a yeah. The day the what I dread is I dread the the dance as they call it where. Where it's like, what is it, the after party, the after the wedding party, is it the ceremony or the rehearsal? No, the rehearsal dinner is the night before, which is kind of weird that it's called a rehearsal dinner. Like, you have to rehearse how to eat fucking Mexican food before a wedding. Like, that's where most rehearsal dinners are. It's either that or like some fancy Italian or Cheesecake Factory. Um, if you go to Cheesecake Factory and you spend and you send forty people to Cheesecake Factory for your rehearsal dinner, you deserve whatever happens in your marriage. I, I feel no sympathy if anything terrible happens. You deserve whatever God is about the hell God is about to give you. And I know God's not supposed to give you hell, but you know they say sometimes God weathers the storm so you can, you know. Learn how freaking earth, wind, and fire works. Because, man. Whew. But, yeah. Um, let's just say after the wedding night, this sex is not on fire. Ah, uh, Jesus. Kings of Leon. K-O-L. Uh, but, yeah. I dread the dance at the ceremony. You know, forget the undervalued catering catering is never going to live up to expectations it just is what it is unless you're really you got to spend more for the catering than for the actual service if you want you know quality service i guess um 
But it's the dance I'm worried about. I don't know how the fall... Like, th- those songs are so slow. And because they're slow, I'm going to be in my head so much. In case you guys don't know, I'm always in my head. And it's it's scary as hell. Like, I'm actually going to be... You know, like, when little kids, they put their foot... Or, like, a daddy-daughter dances like the girl puts their size three and a half foot on their dad's size 11 shoe or whatever and you know the dude just does the walking and it's just like oh my god i'm dancing huh it's like yeah you know whatever and that's the way you like learn how to dance i know you do dancing classes but that sounds like a scam and you know me i'm not paying for something like you know what we're just gonna break dance like <laughs> But, you know, it's a formal, you know, formal wedding. Like, I don't want my wife to feel like I just melded in. Like, I want to put some effort in. It's like, man, I got to learn how to play guitar or something to make up for it or learn how to sing. Because, man, imagine if I'm, like, for my wedding, I'm just, like, instead of, like, having the karaoke singer or having, like, a singer or, like, a wedding singer, it's just me going up there doing a podcast. Hey, you know what? Instead of the music... Let's just have the husband do a live podcast. How about that? Talk about a selfish endeavor. And I doubt she would like that. Because chances are she's probably going to make me quit that. If I would ever, whoever that lady would be. Because there's no way a girl's going to meet and be like, Yeah, this podcast thing, it sounds like a great idea. She's going to be like, what the? It's like, you really think, you really think you're going to do this? Like, yeah. Oh, God. It's like, come on, baby. I'm delusional. You know I'm the one. Um, oh, Jesus. He's such a catch. Yeah, a catch of debt and poverty for the rest of our lives. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But anyway, yeah. I am scared to death of, like, actually dancing. Like, like, and then there's the fun dances after where, you know, you do the, like, ah, the cha-cha slide, at least, you know, this happens at certain weddings. And, like, I don't, like, I don't even know how to do those. I'm going to be the fish out of water. And a fish out of water at my own wedding. Like, something's not going to, like, I am scared of that day. Because I can't dance the structure. But I can dance. If that makes sense. Look, I'm not, like, don't mistake me for Beyonce extra at a concert by any means, but, or even a Kendrick extra, but, hey, man, I got, I got, you know, I got hips, I, I have underrated, I have, I have a, I have a unlikely flexibility, if you get the drift, <laughs> Um, yeah, look, you're not gonna be seeing me in your you know, top 10 all-time porn films by any means, but, you know, make our own on this camera, and, you know, I don't edit, so, (laughs) one take, (laughs) um, but yeah, look, it's a scary thing, but dancing, will I wear, and I guess the most important thing, will I wear khakis at my own wedding? I feel like I feel like everyone there wouldn't let that happen. Even though 
It doesn't matter if I'm paying for it all. It doesn't matter if it's my wedding. I'm the reason this wedding's happening. Because we can say what we want. Going back to the importance of the origin, without me proposing, there's no this. So you know what? If I want to wear khakis, but you know what? It's her day. Fine. She can wear khakis too. Um, I don't know. That would actually kind of a turn on, you know. Uh, not like one of those weird couples, oh, she wears the, you know, she wears the, uh, men's grooming outfit, and then I wear the dress, like, Jesus, like, now we're doing too much, we are, I'm not talking about, like, you know, I'm not even gonna say what, like, there'll be traditional couples, guy and a girl, where they switch outfits, like, and because they think, like, they're being so progressive and nuanced. It's like, you don't have to be progressive on your wedding day. The wedding day, marriage, the ceremony, is literally supposed to be the opposite of progression. It's supposed to all look and feel the same. It's supposed to be the same overpriced cake. It's supposed to be the same underwhelming catering. It's supposed to be the same 60 to 70-year-old man singing holy matrimony to you. It's supposed to be people at a wedding that they've been to. It's like, oh, this is our third one. This one's going to be different, huh? And that's also a thing. Like, I'm not going, like, I'm sorry. If you get married more than once and the first one is like, I mean, like, if you were married 18 years and then, you know, she, let's say your wife died and then you got married three years later, that's different. All right. But if you, if you marry someone and I had to spend, a whole week and a half because you want to have a fancy wedding and traveling like weddings are nuisances and unnecessary it's just unnecessary money i, I the the weird i don't want to get back to the khaki shit but <laughs> this is a road we went down on wedding stuff is always fascinating to me the fact that hey because traditional like in most traditional families like the parents of the people getting married, like, they kind of, on both sides, they kind of, you know, split the bill of the wedding and stuff, that's just kind of, like, how tradition works in a lot of families and stuff, you know, but my thing is, like, so wait, I'm a father, right, let's say my son gets married, or daughter, it doesn't really matter, no, especially if it's my son, it's like, okay, you got on a knee, you proposed to a woman you're in love with, Beautiful. Sounds great. Sounds like one of the most common things ever done in the history of mankind, but great. You know what? You seem like you've thought about this a lot. Like, yes, you know, I just I just don't know what life would be without her. It's like, eh, okay, cool. Um Oh yeah, but so I was like, okay, so have you thought about the have you thought about a wedding day? Yeah, we did. You know about we're thinking about Here's the thing about wedding days, they, they're they're always, from the day of proposal, They weddings either happen, there's no in between here, they either happen within three months, or like four years. Like this thing, like, if it takes you three or four years to actually do the ceremony thing, I don't know, that's either a lot of cold feet, or maybe it's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be proposed yet. <laughs> Because, I don't know, I just never, like, if I propose to someone, it's be like, ha, ah, well, that was fun, but now we gotta wait four years for the actual thing I proposed for? It's like, eh, that may, like, I'm not going through another, like, you basically are going, you basically 
are going through four or five years of college, essentially, of life, and you gotta wait to get married, like, I, I don't know the logic behind that shit, but, so, I'm like, okay, oh yeah, and by the way, so yeah, we, we're gonna do it, it's like, oh yeah, so you want a wedding here, cool, nothing crazy, it's like, yeah, you know, it's only like $28,000, like, uh, so you make a choice to get married, but I, as a parent, there's kind of this societal, because there's kind of this societal expectation that the parents pay for the wedding. That's just what you do. And, it's, and I'm sorry, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Jesus, I know. But why? Why do I have to pay for something that you just out of nowhere didn't even give me a heads up? Didn't ask her. Didn't ask her, you know, since you're Mr. Traditional when it comes to the parents paying for the wedding. You weren't Mr. Traditional. You didn't ask her father for a hand of marriage if you want to get Mr. Traditional up in here. But why? This is literally the only reason this is happening is because you wanted it to happen. It's like, oh, this is just an inconvenient $30,000 I have to pay for that I was not expecting. I know I have money. I know I'm your father. I know you know how much I make, but it's still $30,000. Money's money, my friend. $30,000 is still $30,000. All because you want to, like, add extra doves to when you're walking out into the limousine. And I'm pretty sure wedding night sex is always overrated. I'm pretty sure it never lives up to expectations. I'm sure like all the sex you had before with her. I'm pretty sure on that night it's not some uber special. Like it's that it's not like all of a sudden he's better at sex. It's not like all of a sudden she's freakier or knows how to, you know, dry hump your khakis <laughs> like he's a bad teacher. See, Justin Tim. Well, nah, he was wearing jeans, so it doesn't even count. But yeah, you know. Um, that is a weird thing. But yeah, anyways, back to the dancing. I'm scared to death. I'm scared to death of my wedding day. I don't know the dance. And honestly, I don't even think it would be some. I don't even think the other people would care. But I think there would be some side eyes like, oh. Oh, he has no, like, I have good feet, Court. I have strong feet. They just don't move under pressure on rhythm to songs and instruments the way everyone else does. Like, I'm, I don't know. I just have a, I'm just, I'm definitely the one that it just feels right when I dance. And you know what? Maybe I look like a complete idiot. Maybe I'm overrating my skills and maybe it took me around 40 plus minutes to realize I probably look closer to Napoleon. Well, I don't know. Napoleon Dynamite actually dropped a couple moves. Rewatching, like, you know, you're laughing so much at it because it's actually really decent. The thing about Napoleon Dynamite is fascinating is that it's actually really decent behind. By the way, the name, I wrote this down. The name of the song that they use in that is called canned heat and boy did uh napoleon did he uh drop all the moves in the can and brought the heat on stage um by the way side note i know a lot of side notes do you have think about like napoleon is really one of the best 
people ever. He is truly the definition of a really good friend. How many people would wear vote for insert your name shirt for anything? No matter what you were running for, it could be some of absolute, it could be running for mayor, it could be running for some type of position at your job. How many of them would say vote for you? Vote for Clint for the best podcaster that no one's ever heard of. I don't know. I can't say I have friends that would just walk around wearing that. Because you know what? They have integrity. And they would actually have to embody that. This man just went around wearing a vote for Pedro shirt. His friend. Who had no business running for anything. Like There was no reason for you to believe Pedro was going to change the landscape of their school. No reason at all. Would your friends do that? I don't know. That's something only you can answer. Uh, but yeah. But like, yeah, I look, I can bop to an NSYNC song. Like, I've seen the music videos. I kind of keep up, you know, back in the day. I could keep up with the intricacies, the, you know, the rhythms, the bops. Because, you know, five white boys and I'm not NSYNC. Or is it five, five white boys, but I'm not NSYNC. Plotting things. Basically the Tyler Hero song. You get it. Um, I Look. I, I just think. I just think that there's a. Khakis. Man. They leave a lot of. They leave a lot of room for interpretation. If you get my drift. They leave a lot of room for error. But they leave a lot of room for fun. You're not restricted. But still formal. It's respectable. It's a definition of casual. You can do formal dances and you could break dance in khaki pants. I guess uh I, I'm trying to get back to the topic. But like look, I can't I, I can't dance to one two step. Let me see your one two step. Let me be your one two step. Everybody get in. Like I can't I can't dance like Sierra. I can't I can't dance. I look, I don't know, maybe I just can't dance. I hate to say it. Maybe I just can't. Uh But even when you you know, I and just for standard, like you know how everyone like, you know, there's the jokes of Hey, like, uh, you have the point, like, for the video audience. Just imagine I'm, like, doing the pistols, like, like, you're doing the sprinkler, like, basically, like, a Will Ferrell movie. They'd be imitating, he's doing the sprinkler, the chop, the karate chop type of shit, the robot, you know, those type of dances that you do just kind of for goofiness and fun. Like, mine would be more like, you know, you have the squish and bug one where you're like, fruity tootie. It's like, it's like you're dancing to a Jackson 5, rocking on the treetop all day long. And you're just kind of shifting like it's a like 60s Grease dance. Like the movie Grease, imagine like the school dance aspect, but of the regular people, not of the main characters that are just dancing out of place like it's high school musical. It's just, you know, I have a couple. You know, I have the half squat. Let me... 
you know, let me grin my teeth and let me just, you know, go with the lights and just kind of motion the shoulders, kind of like I'm skiing. And just kind of like ka-ching. And I call it pull the register where I'm just like mowing the lawn a little bit. But I'm like pulling money out of the register because, you know, I'm a bad boy on the dance floor. Mm. Nothing but bags. <laughs> and I feel like any girl that would dance with me in that situation would probably wish a bag would be on her face. She's like the Cleveland Browns 0-16, but I think I'm closer to the disappointing 9-7 and Browns when there's actual expectations. See, the problem isn't the current state of what we're actually performing. It's just the expectations not being delivered. She looks at me like, wow, this guy's a physical specimen. And then it's like, oh, the rhythm don't match the man. But then again, white people don't have rhythm, right? Do we have rhythm? I I remember I discussed in my old Off and Beat show that was before I made it a standard podcast where I was doing these 14, 15, 16 minute videos to keep it in the algorithm, which actually would be kind of a cool side story to kind of start doing those again. Maybe I should. I don't know. I don't know what it'd be about, but yeah, um, it's actually not a bad idea. I'm actually, you know, getting access to the pod. Stay on topic. Maybe I'll wear khaki pants or it, you know, get the audience back. Um, it's just, uh, yeah. I just think, I just think I look good in khaki pants. And maybe this is me, what is it called, like projecting? Which, by the way, I think every opinion by definition is technically projecting because every opinion typically is orchestrated or articulated through your perspective of something. Of something that has either previously happened or observation that you have made in the past. So by definition, it's kind of a projection. But I don't know. But my uh maybe maybe I'm doing that thing where I'm trying to convince the world that I'm what you're looking for. It's kinda like when those like quote unquote really nice guys always try to Always make girls feel bad for not choosing them. To say, see, girls only like douchebags and all this shit. It's like, or maybe it's because you complain a lot and no one likes that. No one, no friend likes that. No guy, no girl. No eight-year-old kid wants to be around you. No 50-year-old person wants to be around that. They're like, I got, I'm, I'm literally the definition of, I don't got too much time on your hands. You got too much time on your hands to be complaining about something. And it's just like, you know, maybe that's what I'm doing with khaki pants. Oh, oh, all the girls don't want to be with me because of my khaki pants. So you're the ones that don't want a good guy with khaki pants. You always choose the douchebags with khaki pants. But you know, it's a common theme. Khaki pants. I know us guys are idiots. I know us white cis males are just nothing. We provide nothing to the world. We're hindrances. We just we have no style. We have no we have no originality because we're cultural stealers. And you know what? There's a lot of truth to all of that. But look, man. That also puts us in a position 
where anything that we do that is slightly impressive, not even impressive, anything we do that is just raises your eyebrows and you just look at your girls like, okay, it makes us look eight times better than what we're actually doing. Like me dancing because I because I dance a little bit more on rhythm and with a little more pizzazz or as the kids or as the young foxy ladies would say, spunk. When I really am feeling it, especially if you get, you know, you get a few, uh, give me a few whiskeys in me. Woo! Your boy. It's a different man out there. It's a man's world. And you gotta drink whiskey to access it um, sometimes. Look, all I'm saying is khaki pants. Never, you know, this is going to sound shitty, but trust me, it's not, it's not really meant to be misogynist, but it's actually not even, it's not even specific to girl. It's actually really just all around when you really think about it. No one ever wants what they say they want. Because we all just kind of want to be magically figured. You don't want to tell someone what you want. Because you just want someone to be what you want, right? That's when you fall in the dangerous patterns of trying to change people to fit something that they're not. It's when you expect something out of someone that they told you, that is not me. Like if if someone were to come up to me and be like, I will give you everything you want in life. Anything you could ever imagine. But you can't wear khaki pants. I'd be like, well, you're trying to change me. And just by that, you can never give me everything I want. And that sounds shallow. That sounds like an overreach. That sounds like exaggeration. But like I said earlier, sometimes it's these one single moments with people that change how you view them and it changes everything forever. If someone were to tell me to literally change the same thing that made them attracted to me, That is a setup. And you're literally asking someone to be the person you quote unquote fell in love with. Which is wild to me. I don't even have more to add to that specific thing. But look. When someone's... When uh... On a serious note though, when it comes... (laughs) When it comes to the dance floor, man, like, I just, I just think that khaki pants is the answer. The problem is, is probably now, after this pod, khaki pants are just going to start flying off the shelf. And I'm going to get no royalties, percentages, or nothing. I'm not even going to get a sponsor deal with these khaki pants because I just gave them free advertising. But anytime a market becomes too diluted, people think like, oh, then they're going to fade out. They're going to be out of style. No, what it's going to do is make the pristine. It's going to make the ones that do the khaki pants right and respect it stand out. It's like when someone uh, respects, you you know, how they always say, um, you know, people always get mad when someone doesn't actually love that 
everything around their profession. Like, you notice how we get mad with, with musicians when they're not really in love with music, but they're just good at it. And they enjoy it at times. They may enjoy just what the life gives them, but they don't like love the ins and outs. Like, yeah, look, I made it to a point. I'm not playing at a state fair. I'm just not. I like I'm not doing a venue for less than 150k because I could demand that. And I'm not doing for less. You know why? Because I just don't have to. And I got more people to pay. Shit costs more when you're this good. Um it's like my podcast. Like I'm not doing it for less than 7 for less than 500,000 an episode. Whoever wants to give me a deal. Um Look, but no, seriously, it's, um, what's gonna do, it's gonna make the ones who respect and adore the khaki pants and wear it with real confidence and not with, if I wear this, I'm gonna get X, Y, and Z. It's gonna be, I wear these because it's me. Do you wear something or do you do something because it's you? Or do you wear or do something because you want them to think it's you? And you want them to feel that, wow, this person, he's different. He makes me feel something. Do you want to be a trend follower or a trendsetter? Or do you just want to be you? And you know what really the moral of khakis, khaki pants make the baddies dance? Is that it's not really about the khakis. It's about you. It's not the pants that make them come to you. All pun intended. It's it's how you own it. It's really just about being yourself. Not unapologetically, because being unapologetically a douchebag, you're just a douchebag. But being unapologetically, being okay with who you are and being okay with what that comes with. Like, yeah, you know what? I understand I look like a corny-ass white dude with my khaki pants. But I'm going to be a fun guy to be around. And I'm going to make a lot of bad jokes. And you're going to laugh at them, honey. And then you're going to squat on my crotch and be like, eh, might as well. Because you're a baddie. And khaki pants make the baddies dance. And that is episode 114 of the Off and Beat Podcast. It only took me an hour plus to finally tie in a metaphor that I did not know it stood for until literally 10 seconds ago. But that's what this podcast is for. Alright guys, that was episode 114 of the Off and Beat Podcast with the greatest title in the history of podcasts. Khaki Pants Make the Baddies Dance. I don't think I've ever referenced a title in an episode as much. I don't think anyone's ever repre- has referenced and repeated the title as much as I did this episode. 
But you know what? I hate saying like, comment, subscribe, but I've gotten into it, and guess what? It actually works for following. Like, comment, subscribe, follow on any podcast app, leave a review, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good shit. Um, yeah. Didn't cuss as much. See how that works in the algorithm. Uh, this will probably be out Monday, so enjoy your Monday or Tuesday. Probably Monday. But yeah. Have a great day, guys. And most importantly, I forgot to say at the beginning, suck some titties. And that's that episode. Ooh, that was either really rough or really rough around the edges. Right, Dan Cook? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Eh, what do you get? Come on, algorithm.